0: We've got a code! Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? every week on the volley pod we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court from drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence you won't want to miss this valuable advice tune in now and elevate your game today
1: good evening and welcome to the volley pod how are you this afternoon todd Davis coming out of practice, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs>
0: the vibe is different. Beat me up. I'm an old guy oh coming out goodness, trying to get better every day. <laughs> we got a tough match. we had a tough match last night. Eastlake oh, got us in four and we, we outscored them by one point in the match and we lost in four.
1: Oh, that's
0: brutal. Couldn't win big points man that's all coaching davis that's all (laughs) coaching baby we got coaches got to
1: get do their homework you guys have had some battles over the past few years with ace that's actually
0: we have we've won a bunch of close ones yes our time it's like if
1: we would have pulled out last night I
0: would have been saying hey
1: they're snake because they we've been very fortunate in that matchup so and they're very good I mean they're a very yeah, good team. They're, yeah. Top they're four or five team in the county they're year. good they're yeah. good so we felt like hey we outscored them we're we're in
0: the in the ballpark we think we have a bunch of room for improvement and then we had the big battle
1: yes the, we had the volley pod battle Davis the, the one everyone has on their calendar the bishops versus Christian <laughs> That Game was a big match. Year. ESPN. Yeah. I saw those ESPN <laughs> cameras and it was exciting times. That's right. Our third match of the year. I think it was what? Match our of first year? match. First match. First match. Man. We opened up with- And the- it did not go well for Christian. But I'm glad we got to play you guys. That oh, it was, was fun. Hey. I, yeah. I,
0: we had our hands full with, uh, what are you guys, the, uh, what's your mascot there?
1: The Patriots. The Patriots. Yes. We had our
0: hands full with the Patriots. You have two athletic left with very good arms. You got a setter setting tempo to them and then you're mixing it up just enough to keep us
1: off balance trying to and that was one of the big things you know um to to the point yes shout out to our setter who's setting with great tempo that's caitlin but we're also missing one of our starting setters who's one of the better players in the county max pheasant um who runs just a really sharp offense so i think we would have been a little better if we had her for sure
0: well i i call that scheduling for success we got you without
1: <laughs> max i'm happy i'll I'll take the w uh, and yes. go Ah, oh, yeah we got this yeah guys. and on our starting oppo fractured her ankle that i know she
0: played a... against us and then i saw it yeah. she actually fractured she it was a
1: fracture so yeah. she's out for she's a while yeah so maybe at least four weeks Ooh. so hopefully a little hopefully all part of the season all part right? of it we're back all into it. it we're into the thick of it so all right it's super fun so yeah so um i'm on the skill for this week you have a skill
0: and i think that even uh <laughs> relates to uh what we we're talking about
1: Absol- regarding the team <laughs> absolutely
0: we have the same deal we're doing about last night so what is
1: it so this is how to create a more balanced offense and uh definitely on my mind because we are not of a very balanced offense. And in fact, here are some of our numbers. One hundred and fifty balls to the left, four balls to the middle, <laughs> eleven <laughs> balls to the right. That was <laughs> that was over the that was over the tournament, basically 150 balls. And um, we played about what, five matches? So You know it's not a good balance i I will tell you that
0: the crazy thing davis is i was watching teams compete against you guys that were playing you like you had a balance i know it is interesting how teams just you know the middle stay in the middle of the court no matter what right it's just even when the ball is set every time to the outside they just run back to the middle of the court
1: well and my attitude was like finally they figure it out exactly because like i mean we're doing nothing tricky. My middles are going in hard, but they're not even on time. They're working on it. But um, anyways, these are, should be some ideas that coaches can take with them to uh, think about building a more balanced offense. Cool. And we're definitely going to try it. So first of all, why would you need to? And I mean, some of it's obvious, right? But um, increase your hitting percentage by making it more difficult to block. Now I have been a part of teams where you did not need to set anyone else at all, and your efficiency was gonna be great. You know, I had Jennifer Sallyamua that year, and we really didn't need to set anyone else. Um, that is few and far between.
0: That's what we call great coaching, was <laughs> Great coaching. You got Jen
1: Sallyamua out there, you go, hey,
0: let's set her. Yes, yeah, set her eyeball. Big, higher. big decision. No, no. Yeah,
1: and exactly. And I mean, most teams don't have that though. So the reality is, if you can't hit for high efficiency with just setting one player, which most teams can't, you probably need to find a way to make it more balanced. Right?
0: Well, right. And I think that, I mean, I look at your let, you have two lefts mm-hmm. who have good arms. Mm-hmm. They're not super high, yep. but they're, they hit the ball hard, mm-hmm. um, with shape and spin. They don't make it, they're, they do not make a ton of errors. Right. They have range. They can hit the ball down the line. They can hit the ball angle and against one blocker, they're pretty terminal. Absolutely, at the high school level, Both of them. Yep. But against forehands,
1: not so n- terminal. They're not so terminal, and that's
0: pretty the simple. difference right there. And that's yeah. why you have to get the balance.
1: Absolutely. The other thing I would say is it's more fun for everyone.
0: Right. You know,
1: like right. you want to incorporate everyone. It's it's great to cheer for the one person getting the kills all the time. But if you're getting the kills sometimes, too, you feel like you're more part of it? and it's fun for the setter. We're gonna change your name from right side attacker or opposite to coverer. Yeah, cover, yeah. <laughs> Yes, strong side coverer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, no chance of getting set. No, but it's more fun, right? And, and it's more fun to coach, everyone's more involved. So I like that team cohesion goes up, yeah. interest increases. Yeah. So all of those things are reasons why, but why not? Well, they may not be that good to get set, right? And by that good, it's all relative, right? Um, so it will look bad at times,
0: right? And I think that's the thing with, you know, the idea and I'm an old guy that is you know, notoriously impatient. you know you have to be patient and put up with some errors and put up with some things that are mistimed and put up with the kids making some decisions that aren't the best because there's a skill component but then there's a decision making component yep and if you're not setting that kid a lot they got to learn both those things exactly and that takes a little time but you have to if you don't start it you'll never get there and then by the time you get to the end of the season
1: teams are going to get better defending the left by the end of the season yep. you're not going to be able to survive with just two left absolutely absolutely it's a great place to start but it's not the end point that's for sure right so that's why not to right so if you can draw enough attention with and we're going to call these secondary hitters or the we're going to call them the secondary hitters like you may have one primary you may have two primary hitters that you set all the balls to i'm just going to call everyone you don't set as many balls to the secondary hitters right If you can draw attention with the secondary hitters, and if they can hit zero or better, and if the primary hitter gets more open opportunities, gets better opportunities, you should probably do it. If they're hitting negative, it may not be a good idea, although it still could create some more scoring opportunities for them. So um, those are three things to consider, right? Then I would create a more balanced offense. So how do you do it? Well. First is, and I love this because my kid because I've I've started teaching obviously this past week and um, you get some really funny answers sometimes when you ask the kids. But they said, "What do you do?" Well, you just do it, <laughs> and I like that because right now the attitude on on most teams, I mean, we're all seeing the same trends is left, right. Every team goes left, especially as the outlet or they're out of system out of system play, right. So think differently about that. Can we have the right side? Be the outlet, right? Or the or the bick or the pipe be the outlet. Whatever it is, can we think differently about how our outlet is? I like it. Okay. So I like the idea of the right side being the outlet. Why? Because right side blocking is usually not as good. Um, sometimes they have to concern themselves with the middle. Um, and when you're on the right side attacking, a lot of your swings go to the to the setter. So I think there's some benefit of literally just attacking from there. So can you change your outlet from the left side to the right side? And be prepared to take your lumps. We mentioned this earlier, it might be bad for a while, right? They'll take some sort of egregious errors. Um, The other thing is to force change, okay? Accept minimal return early. So what I mean by that is you set up a game, okay? Maybe you do some hitting lines first or whatever, say, okay, we're going to hit right side. Then you say, look, every single ball that you can possibly get, it's got to go to the right side. If you set someone else, you lose the point. So you kind of force that thing to happen. And you know
0: the one I like? Yeah,
1: please. You know my
0: little kamikaze fours, right? Yes. So we love putting our right side in the front row. Okay. And then hit the ball to our setter. Yep. She digs it and we set the right side and we play four on six. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that's just the way
0: we started. And yep. then just play volleyball.
1: Yes, exactly. And I love that EcoD stuff, right? And just make them set the right. And then accept some minimal returns, but you will see rewards later. Um, one guideline. Let, I like. Let's, Sorry. I, I want to say one more thing yeah. about the right side is
0: a lot of people call it like the weak side you know the you know what i mean i do people go oh it's it's hard to hit when the ball's coming over your shoulder right and it's easier to hit you know when you're a right hander on the right side i don't know about that davis i don't if believe that were, it if that were true then they would set every right hander on the beach every time
1: right and that but the, they don't, they, do they? No, they absolutely don't. Why don't they? Because it doesn't possible. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah.
0: matter if you practice it.
1: It's, it's possible, <laughs> exactly. It's totally possible. And you know, I played with one because I was left the opposite, and I just wanted to get set every time. And we had one of those setters I was coming out of high school that had a couple strong lefts, and it was just his habit to just set left. And I'm like, give me the ball. <laughs> and that's what I feel like it is, is in high school volleyball. It's just constantly left. Yep. And so can right side be your outlet? I like the idea of saying every two pass goes to the right okay you know wow. what i mean yeah a three pass you're gonna you're gonna choose okay a one pass you're gonna take whatever i like, take I like some rules like yeah. that i'm a
0: big rules guy two That's pass good.
1: goes to the right okay um now what do you want or expect from having a more balanced offense well do you expect them to get a bunch of kills is that your expectation probably not right hopefully a few kills would be great. But can you just get enough pressure over there to divert some attention? Right? And I want them celebrating when they get a kill so loud, right? A drop tip kill is like, you know, they're, it's they're all about it. And so I think, can you draw attention to how well they're doing? That's one little thing to, to get into. Because it's like, I've only got two kills. But if it feels like they got six kills, and they're drawing attention, or if it feels like right, barely, and hey, yeah. the
0: other the other side of the net has they understand the vibe, right? So they right. don't want, it's like, wait a minute, this kid scored against right. us, you know, it's like. <laughs> right, absolutely, you know?
1: yes. Um, okay, against the grain. Okay, a lot of times they're, they're unwilling or not, it, it may feel error prone to go against the grain, I want that. Right? So you got to train So that. explain
0: that just to so make sure that everybody knows what we mean by against the current. So it's, it's so cute. Our girl
1: on our team called it against the current, which I thought, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Ashlyn called it against the current, but against the grain is where like, if the pass is pulling you forward, you'll set backward and if right. the pass is pulling you backward, you'll set forward. Okay. Right. And so all you do is play a game, throw it forward. You got to set it back. Throw it back. Right. You got to set it forward. Same thing. You know? Um, but can you, when you go to the secondary hitters against the grain? Can you put them in perfect location and perfect tempo so i wouldn't go against the grain to a secondary hitter in a difficult position it's not going to make them successful right right um it's hard to do but it can really pull the block you it. practice, it. You practice like it and then cover hard right i'm a big fan of covering covering those. right can you teach them a few specialty shots right like i know you're not a hammer but you got this inside out high line that you could do or whatever I like this one too i think you might like this one make sets up and give them names i i got a girl can't hit the right side but can she hit something kind of inside kind of behind the setter? you know high-ish? what do you call it we call it a back two we don't we don't know <laughs> it's a creative name, name but it's just a name you have no, a name for it i guess we what call I mean a back two. <laughs> I love it back no we don't have a creative name for that one but i guess what i'm saying is like everyone would set her fives like right she can't hit a five like let's right. just not do it we're going to run a back two. You know, and we do have some other names. Hey, using
0: uh, yeah. the whole, there's something about using the net, you know, because yes. these kids get into this, you know, Peter Ogle calls it the
1: train seal mode, right? Yes. So the ball's
0: only attacked on these spots in the net. Teams get good at defending those.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, teach them their hitting style, right? So are, are you a banger? No, you are not a banger. So don't go try to bang. You're a shot maker or you are a banger and you just miss sometimes. So you're just going to go rip. Teach them their hitting style, and you're you're great at this. And and I've definitely taken this is teach them what an acceptable miss is for them. Yep. Right. So Kaya on your team gets a different type of miss. Yep. That's acceptable for her than say a smaller hitter that was playing the front row. Yep. Right. And then finally, oh oh, the recycle. Teach them the recycle. Yeah, we started the uh, recycle I for the first that. time. Yes, I love the recycle, and then develop confidence in them from their teammates. By putting them in some game point scenarios in practice. And the final one I'll leave everyone with is out of system, you can get them some balls as well, right? So, can you have a little bit of volleyball intelligence and not set every single ball to the left into the big block? So, I hope there's something. I got there that I you one can more thing from. for you. What do you got? That is
0: dividing the game into these little five point games. Yes, I like and this. Saying, hey, in the first five points, you got to set this hit you got to set these other hitters i like that you got to do it early because like after 22 we're not going to set them right. probably because <laughs> we need to be terminal right so but can we divert enough in the game and if you set those best hitters in the beginning and do all the celebrating and yep. you know you're up eight five or something but you're you're you know your whole offense is two kids then are those other kids going to be ready after 20? Do you want to set them after 20? And the right. answer for me is, That's no, probably not. Yeah. You know, we have to go right. to those kids who are our best best attackers.
1: Right. You know, after 20. So, but we have to do some things before 20 to, to make get everybody happen. involved. Yes. And it and you said it, and it, you want to set your best attackers at the at the opportune times. Right. Not all the time. Right. <laughs> so i love it that's this that's the skill so Good we're stuff. on to the scenario scenario what are we talking about today you
0: know i hear uh a bunch of coaches you know i'm on uh, volleyball coaches and trainers and they talk about this with high school and i always think about it with clubs i know some clubs do this and uh the scenarios i have two teams practicing on one court oh okay yep yep right.
1: i've seen that scenario a lot
0: and you know maybe you know it happens because oh my Court got taken by somebody, and now I have to get my kids some play before a tournament. If you're a club coach, or hey, my freshman and JV, I need two courts on varsity. Those guys got to go to one court. <laughs> I'm not giving each of these teams a court. Uh, we're yeah. the ones who are out there, <laughs> you know. So anyway, these are five ideas you might consider. Okay. Number one, kesselize your court. Oh,
1: okay. What does that mean to kesselize? Kesselize. I think I know, but so for John our Kessel uh classic guy was the uh i think his
0: his official title was grassroots director of usa volleyball he traveled the world spreading he was the the pied piper uh teaching kids volleyball and he's had a huge influence on on my coaching but he would always say hey put up a rope put up a piece of ribbon and hit the ball over it you're playing volleyball you don't need anything else so how about if we look at I'm a tell you know I'm a big tennis player, Davis, right? Yep. And now they're having these big controversies in San Diego about, you know, tennis and pickleball. Yeah. Because they want to take these tennis courts. And how many pickleball courts can you put on a tennis court? Oh, I don't know. How I many? Really? Four.
1: Oh wow. I didn't so know. But okay.
0: two pickleball courts on each side of one tennis court. So at really? my tennis club, okay. they took two tennis courts and made eight pickleball courts. Wow. Now in tennis, also you I play I'm a singles guy, you know. I'm not a big doubles tennis guy. But so okay. two people play. When I go play on a tennis court, there are two people on that court. Right. But when I look over at the pickleball court over there, there are 16 people playing because they're playing doubles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And so there's a bunch of action over there. Yeah. So if we're teaching and we have these big numbers, we can kesselize the court. How do we do that? Well, we take a uh They have this big yarn that comes i like that this is the newest stuff that i use and they have if you go to like michael's or one of those things you get these big balls of yarn and it's it's like this big thick piece of yarn that looks like a big piece of rope and you hang it from the net and you you connect it to something on the wall or something else and so you run that rope in the middle of your court long ways okay then you take your some you know you tape or whatever you want you mark off a couple courts how do i mark them off well i go from the net and i go 15 feet from the net and i put a line okay or some markers or something so now i have a court that is 15 by 30. so each side of the court is a 15 foot box i put a five foot uh buffer zone between the two courts okay And then I start now at 20 feet and put another 15 feet, which takes me five feet behind the baseline. That's cool. So now I have another court there that goes from the second kind of the back part of the court that the the baseline is at the end of the court. There's another line five feet from the baseline. Okay. So now we have two courts on each side of the net. So now if I have a team of 12, right, what are some things I can do? Well, I can have skill work with six people lined up going over the net, and I can do pass set over the net, okay? Pass arm swing over the net. And now we're playing over the net. Yes. Okay. Just in pairs, just working on some skills. Uh, I can do doubles doghouse, okay? Mm-hmm. With two kids on deck, right? Mm-hmm. And then kids can move up and move down, right? Yes. And so now we're That's playing cool. doubles doghouse. So there's four kids on each court, two kids are out and my uh my idea is there's always more there's always more kids playing than there is kids not playing
1: good
0: yes so we have on the court we have four kids playing they're playing doubles and two kids are out okay rather than i see some you know club teams they're playing doubles but there's 12 kids on the team so there's eight kids out (laughs) yes so and then we do three versus three ladder so now everybody's playing You just have a ladder three versus three find out a way Hey, you might say no blocking you might say oh two blockers you might say one blocker and you just you know that cla that constraints and you play around with that
1: that's so cool that's
0: kesselizing. I, I love it that's a nothing one. better than that huh yes I, okay I, I love that uh use all your space okay. use all your space so if you have a side or a back of the court you can use that uh you can put a mini net up i used to string like get those two uh you know passing targets Yes. and i put a piece of ribbon over there and i have you know uh like a parent assistant in some volleyball I'd just work with kids blocking hands. just working on blocking and they could do that outside the court while we were playing it's a good point for sure. uh extended net for serving stations so let's say you have a court that's kind of in the middle and you have all this space to one side if you take your net and you just tie a rope and you go let's say to the bleachers that could be a serving station i like that and you yeah. just put lines on the end of the court so now cool. you go okay that's a station uh and you could combine net play with station training so we might play mini games on the net or one-sided games where we're hitting on one just hitting on one side right Right. and then behind them we have a defensive
1: station okay
0: okay so we're not using we're just using only half of that play court and so we can be creative there that's cool uh be creative with the numbers what happens if you play eight on eight eight versus eight Ugh, what happens sense. if you put two extra blockers on the pins that just block? I love
1: that one. Yes, I love What happens
0: one. if you take those same two kids and go, okay, one of you, I want I want you guys to play defense. Okay. Yes. Just play in the back court. That's and cool. we're going to cover everything. So now they have to What are the, to score? What do they have to do? And can teams figure out how to score and can you give them some different problems to solve? Super cool. Uh and you know, hey, you talk about things like, you know, tooling the block you know, on offense and then communication on defense there's more people on the court so they have to communication has to be better right okay um be creative with six on six so you're playing six on six and let's say you have you know four teams of six instead of two right right so how do you do that well time games two to three minutes okay okay a versus b c versus d winners get to play a second one. Uh, okay like so now there's something in there how about wash balls to give more opportunities so you serve and then maybe there's a down ball each way win two out of three for a big point if all, you win all three you get two points two big points to rotate and kick out the other team so as soon yeah. as somebody gets two points that other team goes out and teams come in so once again things are timed and they're very short yes so people
1: are moving kind of oh, in man. and out yes that's a great one you don't want it to be stagnant energy in there for sure that's it that's it awesome so a couple ideas
0: if you have a big group on one court a couple teams or you know it's good for clinics and yeah. you know I'll you know th- of course throw, face, right
1: I'll throw one more in there sweet and, I like and I don't I mean and you know it, it goes along with what you were kind of already saying but use the wall I Ooh, the, the, the wall that's it that should have
0: been one of my yeah. that should have been number six
1: the, the wall. wall's a good one right yep. it's I like that so many touches wall's such a station, time, yeah so awesome so I am on the videos these will be what do you got unlocked on the art of coaching website. The first one is from Jim Stone, who you know, I'm a big fan of um, his work. And this is a sample offense that has multiple attack points. So you're trying to have a more balanced offense, can you not just set the left out to the left every time. The next one is the van from the Vancouver hitting clinic. And this one is all about how to attack gaps and seams and find overloads on the blocker. Okay, a little bit advanced, more like a little bit more men's style, but definitely can give you ideas for how to get a more balanced offense and how to attack them a little more efficiently. And then this one's from a guy you might know pretty well, Todd Maddox. Ah (laughs) one
0: of my one of my favorite guys.
1: (laughs) He's pretty good. He's pretty (laughs) good. No, but this one's running the middle from the center of the court. Why do you have to set left when the pass is in the center of the court? Well you don't right? Can we run the middle from there? Can we run the right side? Yeah. And uh, you got a great video in there. So those will all be unlocked. Feel free to check them out. There'll be uh, links to those in the show notes. Good stuff. So what is the resource of the week?
0: Well, the resource, kind of a sad one this week, but oh. it's, a, it's a good one, but a sad one. Yeah. So uh, a good friend of mine passed away this week. His name, by a guy by the name of Byron Schumann. Oh, man. And Byron Schumann was, grew up in Imperial Beach. Mm-hmm. A basketball player and then he became a prolific volleyball player played on our national team for a while and then was an author poet writer played volleyball uh in europe as kind of the he was a rare guy to go to europe yeah spoke fluent french spoke wow. fluent spanish wow. uh uh just a very interesting guy but he also was the guy that started starlings volleyball Club. yes and he has a huge heart always had uh his eye out for
1: those uh less fortunate than himself and and those Um, those that don't know starlings is a um, not-for-profit volleyball club that has very low dues and can basically reach out to many different communities yeah just given
0: kids who wouldn't have the opportunity in uh, a lot of volleyball clubs just you know the opportunity to play yeah a lot absolutely. of inner cities we started Lincoln High in San Diego in 1995 he and wow. Kim Odin coached the first team wow and Kim a- is now the uh president of the board wow so, that's amazing cool. yeah, anyway the book that we have here is Beach Volleyball Right up your alley, Davis. Yeah, it is. Karch Karai and Byron Schumann. So Byron and Karch are close. You know Karch Karai, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, so this of was actually published in 1999. And I st- I went through this because I got it off my bookshelf. And it holds up well. Uh, yeah. You know, Karch is classic. And then there's a bunch of history in the book and a bunch so of cool, cool stuff. So once again, uh, beach beach volleyball. Karts Karai, Byron Schumann. Check
1: it out. Absolutely. should be part of your library. Absolutely. Great stuff, Todd. He will be missed, um, yep. most certainly. Quite a quite a man. Absolutely. So thank you to our listeners for checking us out again. As usual, you can check us out on Instagram at aoc.thevolleypod and on Twitter at thevolleypod. Thank you for an episode, excellent episode, Todd. Thank you, Davis. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye.